State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are we live? DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake that ass up. The Breakfast Club is on right here. Come here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to you. A lot of people in the hip-hop generation, the Breakfast Club is where people get the information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. I'm DJ Envy. And I go by the name of Charlemagne the God with the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. And currently we are on vacation. Man, totally disconnected. Yes. We're not even really here. You think you're listening to us, but we're not. Well, we are not. We're here in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be playing uh, some of our top interviews and some throwbacks. So, keep it locked. Red is going to be running the boards. And uh, we'll see you in the new year. Happy holidays. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call, call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad. 
or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Oh, good morning, Breakfast Club. It's, oh, good morning, Breakfast Club. It's oh, Angela Yee, Charlemagne, Envy. Good morning to all y'all. Peace and blessings. Good, good morning. morning. What's your name, bro? My name is Niall. Niall. Peace, I Niall. I live in Queens. I now reside in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Hard-working black man. I'm recently divorced from my wife because you know what? The second time just told me it wasn't my fault and it wasn't going to work out. Okay. okay. Up early, uh, trying to make a hard living, trying to... Um, you know, work up, well, work up money to get to my kids because right now, though, I'm working on my last two weeks with them. Mm-hmm. It's my turn with them. I, was, I got them for the, for the summer. Okay. They got to go back to Pennsylvania. Okay. So, um, really, I'm just asking for, you know, prayers from everybody and shout out to every single father who's out there trying. You know, I started my own business just so I can make up, you know, some kind of a, a legacy and um, financial stability for my kids. I'm the proud owner of Detail of the Nile. I'm a mobile car detailer. Oh, nice. Okay, so next car, shall I give you a call? Because we definitely need mobile uh, cleaners for all the cars. So next time I'm I in the I really Atlanta, appreciate that. Atlantic you City. can check out my work on IG, Detail of the Nile. Okay, brother. Well, thank you for calling and checking in. Uh, they, hey, if you don't mind, can I shout out my, my, um, my cash app so if anybody knows they can help me out, I'm really trying to um, build up my home for my kids in PA. So if anybody can help me get a jump start, I really appreciate that. Help yourself. Uh, cash app tag is um, ride the detail. Ride the Ooh, detail. Ooh, ride the D. Yo, Charlamagne loves it now. You know, yeah. I, you know, why didn't I think of that? I should have known Charlamagne go go with that. Hey, yo, matter of fact, Charlamagne, to you too, brother. I gotta give a shout out to you. Uh, I met you once when you came out to Georgia for your book signing. I'll ride I the got D. Two of your books. Woo. Thank you, brother. You signed two of my books. Thank you, brother. I appreciate hey, that. Fact, I appreciate that, man. You had a guy in front of me. Who tried to um go pop get his music thing started out and don't say it with a CD? He tried to give you a hundred dollars. You remember that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna ask you how he was because he was going so hard. Don't say try to get you to listen to it with a hundred dollars. I was like, you know what? Maybe he got a little skill. <laughs> right. It didn't work now, out. No lie, I am that guy. Oh, <laughs> oh it was you. I remember you? <laughs> well, yeah, you know it was me. See, um. if you remembered me and said I sucked, I wasn't going to mention that it was me. But since you did not listen, I'm going to tell you it was me. <laughs> I, tell you, I, tell you, I tell you, the worst thing you could do, the worst thing you could do is try to offer somebody money uh, to listen to your music or play your music. Anybody yeah. that anybody that takes your money to listen to your music or play your music is a complete sucker. And you should not trust them in any way, shape, or form. Oh, no, you definitely gave me the $100 bill back. I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't want to pay you for your time, that's all. Nah, man, I appreciate you coming out. You bought two books, man. That's more than enough support. I appreciate that. And I don't hey, know if the book signing was the right place to rap for him. I don't know if the book signing was the right place to to rap for him and give him that. He was oh, trying nah, to shoot nah. his shot. Hey, well, you know what? It was a once in a lifetime thing. I was like, I've been listening to y'all since the decision, and it's been on and popping. Well, thank you for calling, thank you, brother. brother. We appreciate you. Hello, who's this? Renee. Who house? Who house you leaving now that you shouldn't have been been at? How about you need to stop doing this? I was actually being good this weekend. What I need to get off my chest, I have to ask everyone on the Pop Calm Morning Crew, is there anything wrong with being friends with your ex? No. I don't think so. Well, I got to know about what the situation yeah, is now. Happened, no, no, no. What's it? What, are you in a relationship okay. now? Are you married? No, 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 no. Um, happily single, trying to work on myself. Um, okay. I've been friends with my ex. We were together for 10 years. We have kids involved, so we okay. continue to still be friends. His new girlfriend decided to go through his cell phone and get upset because we are still friends. 
Well, what did she and see in there? Like, when you say friends, what kind of messages? Um, I messaged him like, hey, how you doing? How's the kids doing? You know, it was nice talking to you the other day. Or, hey, you know, because our kids are going to college, you know, we got seniors, you know, and, um, hey, if um, baby girl needs anything for college, you know, have her call me. Okay, so nothing weird, like, I love you, I miss you. No, no, heck no. It's better to be single and just friends because I couldn't stand him as a, a boyfriend. Right. You don't and even want him back. Well, it's really not your problem. He's got to handle that then. As long as you're not doing anything that's out of bounds and y'all got kids together, you know, he's going to have to handle that, not you. Man, stop texting that woman boyfriend. Okay, listen, like I told her before, <laughs> you are a placeholder for me. Oh, um, see what I'm saying? Now the truth comes stop out. Stop texting that woman boyfriend wow. now. Now the truth comes no, out. No, no, no. That's no, why no, she don't like no. you. Exactly. Uh, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't like me because of the simple fact is, no, we don't have any biological kids together. But if you've been in some kid's life for ten years, you know what I'm saying. Ma'am, ma'am, leave that woman boyfriend <laughs> alone, ma'am. Oh, I, like I told her, if I wanted him, I'd have him again. Well, wow. this is why she don't like that's you. Why, that's you didn't you say me. you didn't say you told her that. <laughs> okay, well, see, listen. You know what, Angela? I cannot wait till you get your own show because you bring out everything. But see, the men they always don't, you know, side with the men and stuff. I'm like, not oh. siding with the men. I'm just telling you that you, I can, I can hear it. As soon as you told the story, I'm like, say it's simple. Leave that woman boyfriend alone because you wouldn't want nobody doing that to your boyfriend. Yeah, you I didn't tell him. us that you said I could have him anytime I want him. You yeah, a placeholder for me. I can hear it. I can me. hear it in her voice. Listen. No, listen. no, listen. I can't be a, I can be a petty person. But the thing is, legitly, we have. You know, we have kids. I've been in his kids' life for 10 years. Like he was. I definitely don't want you uh, texting my boyfriend now that I heard you on the breakfast club and heard what you really about, okay? So leave Charlamagne's boyfriend leave, alone. Leave, boyfriend leave, alone. That, leave that woman's boyfriend alone. Y'all have a, okay? Y'all have a blessed day. Did she hung up on us? Yeah, because you're telling her the truth. Nobody want to hear the truth. If you want to give us some BS, generic, no, nothing, then she'll take that. But when you tell them the truth, you want to run. I wish somebody would speak to, my, <laughs> to me like that about my boyfriend, and I'd be okay with it. What? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Drinking that either. That's what I said. Grow up. The hell would you drink vodka and tequila, rum, gin? Why? Ugh. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hello? This is Morato. Oh, shoot. Morato. Damn, de- damn delayed response. That's a, that's a very original name. I've never heard that before. Where are you calling from? Good. Uh, I'm calling from Angola, Africa. Africa, all right. Africa! Wow, all right. The motherland, what's happening? Get it off your chest. Good morning. Bye. Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, Salamander God. What's up, King? Good How morning, you? Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning. Nice yeah, yeah, it's a very long distance call. I might spend here $100 just to make this call. Uh, I just want to say that this 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 show is amazing. Um, you guys are doing an incredible job, and I listen to you every day in my Apple Podcast. And I don't even know if the program was live. I just called. Okay. Some positivity. Yeah. We- what you guys doing? And keep inspiring us like, all. What time is it in Africa right now in Angola? What time is it? It's eleven sixteen. Eleven sixteen. Okay. PM or AM? AM. Okay. All right. Well, good to talk to you, brother. Hello. Who's this? Yo, 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 yo. Angela Lee, Charlie Lane, the guy, DJ Envy. What's up? What up? Get it off your chest, hey. brother. Today's my birthday. I'm 26 years old, man. Happy birthday. Congratulations, Happy King. Happy birthday. Yeah. 
I woke up early this morning just to call you guys and say, yo, I'm so happy. Um, I, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller from Florida. Okay. Well, happy birthday, brother. We're well, happy you got to go. How are you going to sell it? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, cash Money Blaze 2496. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, that's not enough for nobody to want to put nothing in your cash app. I mean, you're not the only person with a birthday out here, sir. I mean, if anybody feel generous, anybody feel big ball, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you, Charlemagne. There you go. No, I ain't got it for you this morning. I'm going to be honest with you. What you doing for your birthday? I, 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 thought I heard you guys gave that girl a steak dinner. I was like, oh, man, me and my wife are going to love it. She had a better story than you did. <laughs> and I think she was. it was something to do with her children. I'll send you a book, though. I got a copy of uh, Anita Kopak Shallow Waters. I'll send you that for yeah, your birthday. All right. I'll I got you. That. Happy birthday. It's Thank yours. You. Well, you have a good one, brother. You got it. Thank you, DJ. Hold on. I'll get your address. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. I'm not used to seeing him like this either. How's this? He got record label people with him, like major, <laughs> oh, major radio. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I ain't Ron Stewart with him. He's drinking wine. Got to level up, man. Freddie Gibbs, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, brother. How you feeling? Feeling great. Feeling real good, man. Soul, soul separately out right now. Yes, sir. This is your first solo major label deal? That's it? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my first uh, major uh, album that I put out, period. What made you decide to do that now? Um, Lambo, my manager, <laughs> really, to be honest. It was supposed and, uh, to happen before. Yeah, and my partner, Norvay, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he been trying to, like, sign me to a major for a long time, man. So, mm -hmm. you know, it just worked out perfect this time. It was just a good business move. What, could, what, what can they do for you that you weren't already doing for yourself? Uh, you already been nominated for Grammys. Uh, I mean, it looked it look good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, mm -hmm. you see it. You, you know, you noticed the change when I walked in the room. So. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, it's definitely extras on everything we're doing right now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we got a, I got a record added at radio. I ain't never been that. I ain't never had none of that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, top 20 billboard release. I ain't never had that. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's definitely changes been made. Right. And sometimes it's nice not to have to do everything yourself. That too. And pay for everything yourself. That too. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to eat on a dollar. You know Absolutely. For sure. We got a lot going on, Freddie Gibbs. By the way, yeah. I think the album is pretty amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. You I know, mean, we, your, your music is never in question. Like never. people know you make good music. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's everything else that comes with it is probably what they okay. question. They don't question. They just nah, they don't question. have questions about. Yeah, but yeah. Sometimes questions, questions about. Comes, questions about. Yeah. That comes with being like very honest. You know, a lot of times yeah. people censor themselves about things that they might say. I mean, you and know, you what? haven't really. I mean, you know, I'm from a small town, man. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't hard to beef with me. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people uh, take offense to, um, you know, stuff I say and things I do, but, you know, you gotta do something about it. You gotta deal with me. Y'all gonna feel me till they kill me. So it is what it is. I ain't, I ain't tripping on that. So why is the joke? So because people, you know, you, I'm you a know, comedian, this, people, man. I don't mind the jokes. The jokes ain't shit. The jokes, the jokes ain't nothing. The jokes is like that's the violence. The jokes ain't nothing. Oh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't initiate the violence. I just do what a man would do and just handle himself in, in certain occasions. I didn't. I ain't never initiated no violence on no rapper. And, you know, if I did, you wouldn't know about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't have problems with people, you know what I'm saying, that went way too deep. Right. You know, but I don't need to, you know. Uh, publicize. Yeah, I don't need to publicize it. I think that, like, a lot of these guys that had issues with me, you know, they come in the fight with camera crews. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's we in the clout era, so it's like, you know, they think they 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 thought it was a free pick, so they just want to you know 
do what they got to do to get their cloud up. But I don't got to do nothing like that, you know what I mean, to get no cloud up. Because like you said, the music speaks for itself, my brother. You know what I'm saying? We leave street stuff in the streets. I don't even get into that. You said something on Nob Now. It's interesting. And I wonder, because I never thought about it, but you said uh, you make people feel good about coming from Gary, Indiana. Yes, sir. And I was like, well, damn, I wonder. I never thought about what impact did the Jacksons have on young black kids coming from Gary? I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, it was definitely motivation to see the, you know, the, the biggest musical family come from right around the corner where you from but you know it wasn't really like a a direct you know tangible impact you know what i mean but it, it's it's hard man you know what i mean mm -hmm. like gary's a it's a tough place to be from you know what i mean and i don't go back enough you know what mm -hmm. i mean because i got stuff that i got going on and i'm trying to pursue so i feel like i'm in a position now where i could go back and make changes but i wasn't in the beginning of my career because i was mm -hmm. still trying to get to where i needed to be I can see how you're more relatable than the Jackson is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you didn't like that, right? You didn't like the fact that people would say, you know, from the same place as Jackson. Yeah, because you said that at the Double XL show. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I remember that. I was mad than him. Yeah, I was like, that's what made me not like you. You know that, because I didn't like you for a long time. I ain't like you either. You Wait, y'all didn't like you for that? What is this? I did not know this. I've never heard you say that in my life. I'm going to tell you. So it wasn't actually Double XL, it was MTV. Was it MTV? So when we had the show on MTV, you know how MTV writes the scripts. Mm -hmm. So on the teleprompter says, from Gary, Indiana, the same home of the Jackson 5 and Michael Jackson, Freddie Gibbs. No, no, don't do it, Envy. What was it? So tell don't me, do they, it, they wrote it out. What was it? They wrote it out. You And that's the way it was read. That's the way it was written. But you ain't say it like I that. That's what he said. You said like... Pfft. Gary Indiana home. <laughs> he was cloudy. Oh. I can imagine. <laughs> I believe you, Freddie. I know this. Cloud. I believe you. Like like, Yo. I believe so you. So I took offense to that, but you know we cool yeah. over there. So, so, it was, this is like mine. This is like 15 years. So why you right. don't like him? Because you messed up. <laughs> got I didn't mess up. I said it the right way. He got on stage. I ain't from Gary Indiana. So he said something. No. Like, what? what? Why I know he didn't say that. You just lied on him. I know he didn't say that. It was something. I know Freddie ain't. That's all he does is say he's from Gary Indiana. I'm not from the. What did you say? I said this light skin ass trip. Word. That's what I said. <laughs> Damn. That's what I said. That's really like tripping, man. So is this the first time y'all made up? No. No. We have been on the show. We've been up here three times. And by the way, over, over, over a span of 13 years. That's why I'm shocked. I've never heard you say I've man, never I like Freddie Gibbs. I've big, never heard that. I got big love and respect for him. Even when he didn't like me, I still like him. Yeah, that was a long time. We spoke after yeah, that. We we, spoke. It, was, it was a long time ago. But it, was, <laughs> it was like 14 years ago. There this is the silliest beef I ever heard. All his beefs are silly as shit. No beef. This is silly. I just didn't like something he said. I, I, can I have my opinion not to like something? I got beef with everybody, man. I would say Envy's very sensitive. Would you consider yourself sensitive? Nah, Envy likes skin, man. That's he got right. a right to be sensitive. That's man. right. He's a stereotype. He's a walking beige stereotype. That's, that's all it is. As soon as I walked in, I said, my light-skinned brother. That's right. That's my brother. That. We, we just spoke. Now, what we always speak. We always I do want to, along these lines, I do want to talk about some things you did say on the album, right? Okay. So, you and Jeezy, you talked about your own immaturity in that situation. Correct. So, what made you come to that realization? Because this was something that, for years, you've had, you know, kind of a chip on your shoulder about it, but now you're like, you know what? I was immature. I wasn't ready. You even said you've listened back to some of those Songs, yeah, and so what? that was on Rabbit Vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just ready to just get past that in my career. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really, you know, me and me and me and uh, Jeezy ain't never had no like physical stuff or anything of that nature. So it was just like you know, like we can, you know, I can I can move past that. That was just a, a, a business disagreement. Did y'all have a conversation? Cause you said some wild, wild stuff about Jeezy back in the day. Nah, we didn't have a real conversation, but we seen each other and we, uh, you know, sometimes just you know. A handshake is worth a thousand words. You know, we shook each other's hand. He was with his wife. I was with my girl, and we just kept it pushing. We was in the airport, but um, 
I, I mean, the conversation can be had, but I don't even think it, if if we need to, then yeah, cool. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't have nothing against none of that. You know what I mean? Like that that situation definitely made me stronger and made me a better artist. So you know, I pay homage to dude. Even when we wasn't, when I wasn't f with him, I was still bumping trap and die. Like I was, you know what I right. said? I was still listening to the music. So, but it made you a boss. Yeah, way, definitely. Like I, but but I had to, you know, I had to level up, man. You know. He said, uh, I remember he, one time I had a conversation with him in an interview, and he said that it, it just really. You were upset because things didn't work out for you as an artist with him. Correct, correct. Like, uh, like I said, it was just a, a bad, you know, business disagreement. Mm -hmm. You know, but uh, I didn't. Um, I took it too far and made it personal, and that's what, and, and that's why I messed up. At you know what I'm saying? But uh, I, I did that really to, you know, show uh, younger artists, you know, under me, you know, that you can, um, you ain't, you ain't no gangster unless you can keep your composure. And in that situation, I ain't keep my composure and I let it, you know, I let my emotions spill all over the place and I shouldn't have did that. All right, we got more with Freddie Gibbs. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. 
The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Freddie Gibbs. Charlemagne? What is the title Soul Sold Separately? Me. This album is about taking risks, and, you know, life's a real gamble, and I've definitely taken a lot of risk in my life, man. So I just wanted to just get it out there. And, um, you know, like I said, this is my first major label uh, album that I put mm-hmm. out. So um, I was working on it since I got the Grammy nomination. And I was like, you know what, I, you know, if I don't come with my best album this time, then it might I might not have another one. So I was like, all right, let me really focus. So I really got focused on this, you know what I'm saying? Like extra focus. You feel like more eyes on you now because of Grammy nominated and the label. So now it's it opens you up to an audience you might not have had before. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Like, man, I'm about to go on tour with the Gorillas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm doing, you know, I'm just trying to just create my own lane in the game, man. You know, that's it. And an actor down yeah, with the king. Congratulations on that. Actor and producer. Don't forget that now. Like, now, I'm, I'm definitely a producer on that film as well. We took that to Cannes Film Festival. So acting is cool. It's great. But, you know, I want to uh, attack the uh, film world the same way I attack the music industry. You know what I mean? I want to create things. I want to, you know, I want to be the producer. I want to be the director. You know what I mean? I want to, you know, just, you know, not do more than just acting, you know? You was really out there, like, farming and playing with animals. Yeah, and- we really did do that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like them animals is real too. <laughs> what did you What did you learn from that experience? It was It was pretty funny and interesting to see you in that environment. You know what, man? That was like that playing that role and doing that thing was real therapeutic for me because I was really on that farm for for two months. You know, like away from the the rap game and all of that. And it, you know, it was COVID, so you know, it was a real difficult time. Even shooting a film during COVID, everybody on the set got masks on. You know. Um, I had a baby on the way at the time. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, uh, some, hey, Teresa, how you doing? I had to shout out my baby mom. But, uh, <laughs> she was going in labor while I was on movie set. Mm. And, like, it was COVID, so I couldn't uh, go in the hospital to see the baby. It was it was just a, a real wild, tumultuous time. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, those times make you stronger, you know, as a family and everything. He was on, he was on bus down a lot. Got a lot of kids. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going for Nick Cannon record, but... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll get three. Man. Just three. Just three. Okay. Canada got like 12 kids, man. One of, one of your children's mothers got really mad at you after this album came out because you named her. Oh, it'd be like that, you know. People just get frustrated, you know. It'd be like that. You know, that was a time. But, you know, I uh, I spoke to her about it before it came out and everything. It was a decent conversation. And she didn't get mad after it came out. You know? Yeah, because the way you explained it probably is not the way it came out on the record. No, nah, not at all. I said word for word at the end. And she didn't. She wasn't upset at all. It's what it is, man. Baby mamas love me. I love them, man. We it's all about raising kids. Man. It probably yeah. hit different when the album come out. It hit different when the album come out. Sure. and Everybody listens. They hitting you. Know yeah, they hitting her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what it is, man. Because you, know? you did say you're about to squeeze academics' titties. I love a fat bitch. Yeah. Where did that? Why? Why? why what, so you got, you got nothing to explain. <laughs> you got to explain that segue. We I know, were just I, talking I, about his child. I need to know. I need to know your thought process for that segue. I need to know your thought process for that segue. Because you talk about lines that you got to explain. You said I love a fat bitch, and then you talk about academic titties. Did you just call his baby mama fat? No. no, 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 no. I mean, my baby mom's not fat, but I, I do like. I don't understand the segue. Like, you're talking about lines that he has to to retalk. I do like fat bitches, though. That's that's my <laughs> thing. I do like. I just blew a kiss to Lizzo, but she didn't look at me. Where did you blow a kiss? At I Lizzo? seen her somewhere, and then I seen a picture on the wall that I went in serious, and I was like, man, I want to meet Lizzo one day. Everybody giving Lizzo a hard time, and they need to leave her alone. Man. You ain't met Lizzo yet? Nah, I, I saw her before, and I was okay. like, hey, and she just looked at me. I was like, get your ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's, what's, you in academics, y'all just never going to squash whatever y'all back can, and forth. We can, man. It ain't nothing like that. You look, man, academics is a person that I only see when I pick up my phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it ain't even, like, real. You know what I mean? It's like a some internet troll thing you know what I mean but if I I, I probably only seen him in person like one time but yeah I'm a, I'm a sensible guy man I ain't stupid like we, we could have a conversation you know what I mean no, no matter what you said you know as long as you don't put your hands on me anything's fixable I didn't even see it but I saw something yesterday somebody sent me something I don't know where it started but he was like you only what he said you you, you got you got beat up twice this year you only sold yeah. half your records or something like that uh, nobody checking for you uh, leave big act alone that's all cap though so I mean you know that's all cap. I mean, that's what that's what academics do. Like I said, man, that's the I, I gotta pick up my phone to see academics. I don't see him out here. You know what I'm saying? So, you mm -hmm. know, he gonna he gonna push the narrative uh, you know, to his favor at all times. And he don't like me, so what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like somebody don't like you, you know, they ain't gonna say nothing nice about you. Right. Mm -hmm. But they ain't gonna say the truth about you. So he can keep, you know, spreading the falsehoods. I mean he said my brother was a district attorney. My brother's a gynecologist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the top guy in the college is in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, so it's like, you know, like he gonna, he, gonna, he gonna spread his own narrative. You know what I mean? He's like, man, your brother's a district attorney. He's a fan. I'm like, wow, that my brother's a top guy in like, I'm, like I'm like, my brother has a PhD, my brother. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I, I don't... I don't feel that way. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel... That's why I don't feel no, no way about nothing that he say. I just be like, all right, man. Okay, cool. Would you so, ever do a show? Would you ever do his podcast? I would. If he asked me to come on there, I'd go. I'll, I'll do I think that'd be a good one. Yeah, we got to hit for five minutes and then we can, get, we can go do whatever we got to do. We go five minutes first and then. Yeah, we go five minutes, then we can go, we can do whatever we need to do. And it's, I never could understand how somebody could not like Freddie Gibbs. I mean, I get people get sensitive, though, if you say something about them. So mm -hmm. I understand that part of it. Yeah. But it's always do, jokes. But you do have <laughs> jokes. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know where none of this started, Freddie. I don't know where this with Benny started. I don't know where this with Jim started. I have no idea how any of this yeah, started. I even Jones? saw Benny recently saying that it just went too far. Mm. Yeah, just, what, yeah, what happened with Jim? Like, you always in New York. Y'all ran by each other millions of times. Like, that was weird, I thought. I'm still in New York, despite whoever mm -hmm. got an issue with me. You know, I think I'm about to give me a career out here, too. So, you know, I don't so, really, Where you did know, the issue start from? Jokes? Um, was it the jokes or? I don't know, man. I let street shit stay in the streets and, you know, I don't got no problem with nobody that's like, you know, 
doing better than me, so it's okay. I don't really worry about that. I let all the hate come from the bottom and just, you know, deal with it how it come with, you know. It is what it is. But people know who I am and what and who I'm with, so Did y'all really get into a tussle in Miami? <clears throat> uh it was some stuff. Furniture well, moving? It was some furniture moving, but like Ain't nobody really get a. It was just. It was like a food fight or something like that. It wasn't nothing. Like, it wasn't nothing crazy. That's an expensive food fight in that restaurant. Yeah, it wasn't. Nothing, it wasn't nothing crazy like that. Ain't nobody get like, you know, up to that point. You know, it ain't nothing that uh, you know, people can't move past. We wrong man. You feel like any of that overshadowed your artistry? Nah, not at all. It just made y'all talk about me more. And my music is good, so it don't even matter. Like, mm -hmm. you're still getting all the great guest appearances. You know who I loved on the album? Raekwon. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. Pack, that, that was song, a great one. Yeah. That's I, one of my favorite songs. That one and um, Rabbit Vision. I yeah, think just to, two. you know, to, to get guys like Raekwon, Scarface. Scarface. How do you, so, you convince Scarface to get back rapping? That's my dog. Yeah. You know, me and Scarface real close. And that ain't the first collab we did. He, he collabed with me on, um, on Pinata. So it's like, you know, I, I look up to him, you know, uh, I got a great relationship with guys like him and Bun B. You know, they mm -hmm. was like some of the first, you know, uh, big name features that I did coming in. So it's like they kind of, they sharpen me up, you know what I mean? So I, I, I'm always going to pay homage to Brad, you know. And DJ Paul. Oh, man, that was crazy. That was a crazy that studio session. I love DJ Paul, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like that was a, uh, because when I, I, was I was telling somebody this, like when I was recording the album, I was in a real dark space. And that session really like brightened everything up. When he came in, he was just like happy and like the, the song was fun. And it was just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Because like you said, I was going through a lot of stuff, getting in fights, getting into it. You know, I had street stuff going on, homies getting killed. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, legal stuff, you know, and I was putting all of that into the record. And then when DJ Paul came in, uh, he like really like cheered me up, man. He really like lifted my spirits to help me finish the album, you know what I'm saying, in the correct fashion. Is you that should, how you get out of the dark space? Is it do music? Is it definitely. Do music? music is therapeutic for me. Like, I don't really, you know, I hear you talk about therapy all the time, but mm -hmm. I don't really like therapy like You that. tried it, right? You said yeah, it. I tried it. I ain't really like it, man. My therapist was cute, too, so I, had, I couldn't get past <laughs> You flirting, though. So you, she's yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah. in your mind, and you flirting. But I don't like talking to dudes, you know what I'm saying? So it's just <laughs> like, you know, I was like, all right, man, let me get out this therapy and just go make another album. So, you know. But there's other ways to heal, though. Like, therapy's not the only, only way. True, true, true. I might do like I did in the movie and just take a hiatus and just. Mm -hmm. Going you know to farm. Yeah, going to farm, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, <laughs> switching up the environment, man. Rap get, you know, it get kind of redundant sometimes. So you got to, like, you know, find other inspiration so you can, like, keep, keep doing it. And I've been doing it for a long time. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking musty stories. Right. All right? You, you've smelled a few times. <laughs> Boy, musty, any? Times. No, I, I remember one time. Uh, it was actually more. recently <laughs> when 50, when 50 came through. Uh, I ran out the house, didn't put deodorant on, and I'm a sweater. And I smelled myself during that interview. I ran in the back and I even tried to put deodorant all over the funky. Uh, it didn't work, so that's why with that picture, I kind of took a picture and I left. I got out of Dodge because I didn't wonder why they smelled me. So I've been there before. What about you guys? Um, I don't really get musty too much. You know what you're saying? Not that I know of. I don't really get musty too much. But you know, I've definitely, um, you know, been in situations where, you know, the wife had to let me know my ass was stank. Like my ass, ass like my man. actual ass. Like Wait, I'm not going back there. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Like like the actual ass. So yes, that is a very uh like humbling experience. I don't know what it smells like, but yeah, that's a very that is a very humbling experience. Yes. But you know, that's when you know you got like a a, a real partner because she's not judging you. She's just letting you know, like, hey, bro, 
You need to go do something about that. I definitely think during the pandemic, there were times when I was just home for a couple of days, didn't shower. And then I'd be like, I think I got to take a shower. Yeah, what's crazy is the part of the body that I think, at least for me as a man, that I smell the most is the testicles. Like, you smell your testicles? Yeah, like after you work out or something, like that's the that's the you part like that really peach. be right. You know yeah, what I mean? Right in the face, yeah, absolutely. That's the one. Like when you take them, you know, your, your boxer briefs off or that's whatever. Awful. Like I wouldn't want to smell anyone's testicles. You know what? I did have um I did date this guy who <laughs> when he would take his Tim's off, his feet stunk. I told him though, and then it, he had to go get like medication, like foot fungus medication. Yeah, I never yeah, had stink feet. Yeah, that's usually when people don't wear socks. That's that's, that's you. You don't from. wear socks sometimes, Envy. I wear socks all. Well, no, no, my shoes. I don't wear socks when I wear. Envy, you up. do not. I I've seen you in here a couple times barefoot. No, that's nah, true. Like I, I always thought. I always I thought low socks. I always thought stink feet was like fake, like just something you see on TV. Until back in the day, we started wearing what we would call N-word socks, which was no socks. And yes, when your feet sweat, you'd be like, "Damn, yeah, where that is cheese." Yeah, I wear low socks. But let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is Ayana. Ayana, that's why you be musty Ayana, right there. That's why you be on? musty. That's why you be musty right there, Ayana. Hey, cancer gang. Now stop working up a sweat now. Stop working up a sweat with that natural crystal rock deodorant you got on. Stupid. We can no, smell you. I know, but Charlamagne, I do want to say first of all, I love you guys. I haven't called up for years. And Charlamagne, I do want to um shout out for uh the mental health. Um I got a topic one time about um I'm 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 a corrections officer. I uh work in the prison, but now I'm a nurse in corrections. So I know about mental health in the correction system. So I I, I would love to have a conversation with you. But anyway, so the incident was me and this guy, we had one out. And every time I go out, I get really, really uh, nervous and I start sweating. So we went to a restaurant and I had smelled something when the waiter had walked by. And I was like, hmm. And then he was like, why did you wait, make that face? My, the dude I was with, I was like, I thought I do this. He must be smell like, you know, uh, when you first get musty, when you hit puberty. And he was like, oh, okay. So we're talking and stuff and we have our fun. We eat and stuff. We get ready to leave. I still smell the musk. And then I'm like, well, maybe it, maybe it wasn't the waitress. Maybe it's the dude that I'm with. So as I'm walking off to myself, as I'm talking to myself, and then I had walked off, I had, you know, went to give him a hug. When I reached my arm around, I was like, wait a minute. Is that me? Not only was it me, but my armpit, I had the biggest sweat up under my armpit. And I hurry up and put it down. He was like, babe, he was like, I smell that same smell that I smelled in the <laughs> Why are you just saying? Why you why are you just saying? Order a whole bunch of onions to make it uh to throw them off a little bit. Oh my gosh! I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe. It. I smelled like when I first got mustied, and that is that that first oniony smell, and I couldn't believe it. Have you spoken to him since? Uh, no, we we didn't last that long because I was so embarrassed. So I sabotaged the relationship because I felt like I can't get over a guy on the first day of being musty because I'm gonna look at you as always musty. You know, I feel like I'm gonna smell it. You know, you know that's how he describes you when he run across you on social yeah. media. He'd be like, "Oh, right. that's old musty like, ass that girl from that girl. restaurant." Damn, yeah. Musty girl what? from the restaurant. You know Musty girl. Remember Musty, musty. girl? <laughs> hey, dear, musty girl. 
We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
All right, and it is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. Kelly Price, welcome. Thank you. This How you right. feeling? I'm, you know what? Great. Happy to be alive. I didn't know you were from Queens, New York. Yeah. Far Rockaway? Yeah. So some respect. Outside of Jamaica, Far Rockaway, yeah. How the hell Edgeman did you project? make it out of Far Rockaway, Queens? <laughs> we got put out. We were homeless. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, kind of rolling around and landed. But my grandfather's church was on the south side of Jamaica, so, like, those were my stomping grounds. I was between Far Rockaway and south side of Jamaica. And so, yeah, all day long, I'm, yeah. So Your family got evicted? Yeah, yeah, we were homeless a lot. Really? Yeah, I was homeless probably for the last time, right before I turned eighteen. Wow, times were crazy. My dad, um, he passed when I was nine, right before my tenth birthday. But he had a substance abuse problem, and so you know there was that. Mm -hmm. um, and so my mother trying to raise three girls in this city and on welfare, and you know all of it. Did, did you grow you up in the church also? I did. Mm -hmm. My grandfather was my first pastor. And so we, I feel like I was in church nine days a week. When you're homeless, right? What gives you the audacity to hope? The audacity to dream? I'm, I'm going to tell you something. And it sounds crazy. It was my faith. It was this belief that as long as I do my part and I'm, I'm respectful about it, God has to make it happen for me. You know, mm -hmm. people, whether whether you put it out, like some people say what goes around comes around. If you call it the universe, whatever it is, there are laws and principles in life, period, that if followed, they have to service you back. It's so easy to be bitter in a situation like that. Yeah, though. yeah no, no. I, I just wanted a better day. Mm -hmm. And then turning up pregnant at 18 years old, coming from this real sanctified family, I was like, okay, so now what you gonna do? Cause you getting ready to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And at this point I'm sleeping in the downstairs level of my grandparents' house. I don't want to tell them that I'm pregnant. So all of this is happening. And the Mariah Carey gig happened like early in my pregnancy. Did, did the family push you away? Off. Did they push you away because they so into the church, so about values? Did they say, you know what? We don't want you here. Mm -mm. No, no. I have to honestly say that as strict as that upbringing was, I have to say my grandparents, they weren't happy about it, but they embraced me. They didn't make me feel like I was dirty. They were transformative for me in that they were the catalyst to having me think another way about what I've been hearing in church. Your grandparents gave you something that um, that you named your new album after. Grace. Yeah. yeah. Grace. Yeah. And, and I always say, you know, like I was going to ask you, when is the time that you needed grace? But you, yeah. you, you answered it. Yeah, I've needed yeah. grace a lot in my life. And we all do. Every time I've talked about this project, when people ask me, I say I think the problem is is that we as humans, we really can do better about extending grace to other people. Yes, man. Most of the time, we don't realize how important grace is until we need it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I have a, a U-verse reading plan that's coming out, I think, in about two weeks on the subject of grace. Mm -hmm. And I broke the word down um, into an acronym. Um, grace is a gift. It's the gift of giving, responsibility, accountability of yourself and to expect accountability of other people mm -hmm. but with compassion and empathy Ooh, I love that that's real grace right. because at some point when you need it yeah. that's right that's what you're gonna want why doesn't this air give more grace you know cancel culture is the is the polar opposite of grace yes everybody's screaming cancel 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 but you're not gonna want to hear cancel when it's time to cancel you that's right <laughs>
So did you watch Versus? Because I know, obviously, Izzy Brothers played a really important role in your career. So what did you think of okay, the Versus? So I haven't seen it all the way through because I literally went to bed early. So I started <laughs> watching some of it, and I want to see the rest of it. So everybody was like, you got to pick one. You got to pick one. I'm like, but I love them both. Mm-hmm. Having to pick one, of course I'm going to say yeah, Ronald you're Isley. You're like, biased. I'm super yeah. biased. You can't ask me. <laughs> like, the dude, literally, when everybody was telling me I was too fat, too black, and too loud to make a record, he was like, you could be 1200 pounds in blue who wouldn't buy that voice I was like tell that to everybody else in the business like I'm the chick they hiding in the room with a microphone yeah that's so hard because you were talking and you've spoken on this before how when you were about to get a record deal they had an issue with your weight yeah they said you had to sat you down and told you you had to lose weight in order for them to be able to sign you was that with Def Jam no it was um, Jive <laughs> a bunch of jive ass turkeys over there. They, they didn't know what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> yeah. you think Better, time they didn't wait till signing day. We hadn't been negotiating mm-hmm. for months. And I came into the city to sign that day, and they told me to stop by the offices before I went to my attorney to and sign. That was your first paperwork. deal. That was the first deal. And so um, it, 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 I was choked up, but I was like, you did not cry sitting in this. I was sitting with the head of every department in the conference room. And the, I said, I just have one question. Who gets to say when it's enough? So what did they say? Like in the meeting, they would say, hey, we're going to sign this deal, but... Uh... So we had been in negotiations. The copy, the execution copy was in my attorney's office at that time. Mm-hmm. I got a call from my lawyer saying, go by the Jive offices before you come to sign. They say they need to meet with you about something. Best call I could have ever received. Because had I signed the paperwork first, I would have been locked into something right. and possibly sat on a shelf. Oh, so you turned the deal down. Yeah, I did. I oh, wow. Away. I walked away. Yeah, that's real faith right there. Yeah. I yeah. walked away. Now, was that after More Money, More Problems? After all that the stuff? Was, that was right before it. How, mm-hmm. Yeah, but how do they say that to you? Um, I walk in, I sit down, and there's awkward silence. And so, you know, I'm like, hey, hi, everybody. This is supposed to be a great um, day. I'm right. signing. Yeah, I'm, I'm all excited. I'm like, hey, the team, the team's yeah, all the teams, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about, you know, yeah, they want, we want to know who you want to work with. And like, okay. Um, and then awkward silence. And so Jeff Finster is his name. Jeff Finster. I'm glad you called names. Um, I remember I, that I, name. Listen, I'm 48 and I've been doing this for 30 years. That's right. <laughs> I've earned the right to call <laughs> That's names. Right. That's right. Um, That's right. Um, uh, says, you know, why don't we just go ahead and say it? It's, you know, let's just say it. And I'm like, say what? He says, listen, we're going to need you to lose a significant amount of weight Mm-mm. before we put this record out. So my eyes, I'm like a deer in headlights in this moment. And so I say, hmm, okay, how much weight? Like, do you want me Whitney Houston thin? Do you want me? Because, like, I, I come from a family where the women, women are, you know, whether mm-hmm. they're bigger or smaller, they're still, they're thick. Mm-hmm. Who gets to decide how much is enough? And no one knew. And nobody knew. And I said, okay, well, then the question is, if I get to a place where I'm feeling okay about it and you don't, what happens to the record? Mm-hmm. And the answer was, we don't know. Wow. Well, you see what happened to Jeff Finster now. So, what happened to you him? Know. Well, he, was, he went over to another label. Allegedly, he was let go because of sexual misconduct with a former employee. Mm. Wow. Mm. It yeah. felt like, you know, when I was doing mixtapes, everybody knew your name, right? Because yeah. you had vocals, you were singing over everything. But it felt like the world was hiding you, didn't want to see you. Even in the More Money, More Problems video, it was like the little screen and you see your little face in there. <laughs> you see my head bobble, was the first bobble head. Forth, right? Inside, so, yeah. How did that feel? Because you knew you could sing. You knew you could out-sing most of the people that were out there, but it felt like 
everybody didn't want to show you. You know, it was interesting. I was just grateful I was asked to be in the video because other people weren't putting me in the video. I've been Martha washed. Like, and when I say that, I mean having written for people and then I would go demo the record. The artist is supposed to go in and sing their own music. I can remember riding down the street and hearing the song start and I'm like, oh, it's out. But I'm hearing me. Mm, mm. And I'm like, wow. You said Martha washed. Was, was... As, as in like they sometimes the labels would leave my vocals on but it was their artist and they wouldn't show gotcha. they is that, wouldn't is, show that a, is that somebody that, that happened to mm -hmm. so um, now what happened with you you're driving down you're hearing the song on the radio and then all of a sudden you're like yo this is my voice yeah I was shocked sometimes they would come back and say well we want to keep your background vocals that was common but to hear the record and to hear that in the verses I'm hearing my voice laced in between like and I can hear the punches my ear is fine-tuned, and you know what I mean when mm -hmm. I say I can hear where they punched, the engineer punched me in, and then popped her back in. Who that happen with? Uh, Tasha Holiday, And she wouldn't have known that that was what was happening. That's mm -hmm. a call that was over her head. Yeah. She right. had just gotten signed. Somebody at the label said, we don't like it, fix it up. All right, we got more with Kelly Price. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Kelly Price. Yee. Now, during this time when all this is happening, were you married already? I, I got married very early. Right. I ended up marrying uh, my baby's dad. Okay. That was that. Now, that was the thing that I should have probably tried to escape. But, you know, growing up the way we did, like for me, you know, back then it was like you got pregnant, you get married. Was it, was it good at first? In retrospect, no, it, it was never good. It was just what was supposed to be done. Right. And I think that that's a mistake. Like, I don't think you tell somebody if you're in this position you need to get married because y'all might not need to be together. Right. Right. You feel and, like that was the godly thing to do? Uh, of the oh, Bible? That, that's what the church taught. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did you get the strength to finally leave that Whew. marriage? Because that took a while. It took a long time. How long and it go? took a lot of... It, it was... It was like 25 years? Or yeah. Wow. A, a lot of hurt. A lot of mistrust. A lot of outside kids. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, and he was your manager? Yeah. Wow. Jesus, so you was intertwined personally was and professionally. Personally and professionally. Like, leaving, I had to rebuild my life. Mm. What was the last straw? What was the, the thing that was like, I'm not, I can't do this anymore? I had a dream, and I saw everything around me burning and mm. being destroyed. And then I saw myself, and I looked really sickly. And then I saw, like, the end of my life. And this was literally a year after my baby sister died. I, that was a rough year for me. What happened with your baby sister? Um, my baby sister um, had a drug issue, and her body was just over it. One by one, her organs started to shut down. And so um, she passed on Easter Sunday in 2014. Wow. Um, and between. Damn, that's your birthday. Yeah. And my grandfather passed on Easter Sunday last year. So oh, this year for nice. me, it was important to refocus and try to reposition this time of the year. Right. Between that time, from the time that she died and that time where I had this dream, pretty much, I packed on probably about 75, 80 pounds. I was drinking very heavily every day, going and doing my shows, knocking them out, getting back to the hotel and drinking until I passed out. Mm. It was a crazy year. And I looked at myself in the mirror on my way to do a show in Chicago. And I broke down crying. I looked at myself. I was like, like, what happened to you? And I said, okay, God, if you give me the strength to get myself together, to pull my life back together, I'll do it. And I had no idea where I was going to go. 
The kids were grown, though. The least. kids were grown. Yeah, so the that's kids a were relief. Grown. And that, that was the biggest relief for me. I didn't want to blow their life up. You think that's a mistake, too, people who stay together for the kids? Yeah, I think it's worse for kids to see toxic parents did like they, that. Did they ever talk to you about that? I thought I was shielding them from it. And what I didn't learn until they became adults and came back and had conversations with me about it is that, I mean, they, they saw things, but they were kind of like sat in the middle of things. I called myself trying to shield it from them. Their father had a very different approach. One of the kids said to me that their father told them, you know, if you tell your mother, she's going to have a nervous breakdown. She can't handle it. Right. So he kind of dumped the weight of that on them. Right. And literally, I didn't know this until, again, they were grown, they were out of the house, um, and they felt comfortable enough to come and say something to me about it. Because they so, probably were processing their own traumas. Yeah. And how that how yeah. that impacted them when they were kids. Yeah, that, that, angered, that angered me. It angered me so much. And so to, to what you're saying, no. There's no such thing as staying together for the kids. Mm -hmm. You, The way to keep it together is if you're not working, separate. Because what that becomes is what they see as mm -hmm. normal. It's a trauma bond. Trauma bonds cause trauma. Yeah. To everybody who sees them. Yeah. Now, did did you? I know your husband didn't just let you go easily. I know he was probably furious. He was, but it wasn't his choice. Mm -hmm. Right. He had the opportunity to hire, you know, whoever he needed to hire to try to do whatever he needed to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was prepared for it. I was the breadwinner in the family. So I was gripping myself mm -hmm. for what was to happen, you know, if it was devastating financially they or didn't whatever. Fight you at all. Did not. He did not. That was a miracle. I actually was gearing up for a fight. I wanted to go back to your meeting with Jive, right? Like mm -hmm. psychologically, what happens to you when somebody tells you that you're too big? Like what, what, what was your mind state moving forward after that meeting? It, it messed with my head. I had heard it said, like I'd heard whispers of it. True story. At Daddy's house, working on a record for a group that was signed to Motown. What was their name? Group that was signed to Motown, Puff was producing the record. I was there um, as the vocal producer and I was there cutting the song on the guys. And so I wanted to make a change lyrically to something. So I told them, y'all take a break. Um, I went and sat in a corner, like behind one of those folding things inside of the, the room where the microphone was, sat on the floor with my pen and pad. And I hear the guys walking in the hallway outside the room then they come into the room and they're having a whole conversation and just out of nowhere the conversation turns to yo did you get a look at her yo she she looks like a fat a nell carter yeah. oh god and so but i'm and i'm in the corner and so i'm like dang All right. These in this so room. they walk out the room they're in the hallway they're in the hallway and i'm sitting in, i don't want to have that awkward moment of walking out of the room and going past them mm. but they won't leave and I'm like, okay, you got you on the clock. You got to get the session going. So I pulled it together, walked out the door, and walked past them. And they're looking like, I went back into the control room. They came into the control room. Miss um, Kelly, can we have a word with you? I said, no, we have work to do. We should just go ahead and finish the record. Wow. wow. That group ever pop? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I did get an apology from one of the... I, I swear to God, I was walking through an airport and this guy was trying to stop me and he was like remember me I'm like no I don't just tell me where I know you from 
And he told me, he said, well, remember when you did that song for the group and blah, blah? He said, we were idiots. We were blah, blah, blah. Yada, and I'm, I'm like, well, what you got going on right now? He's like, no, we're still trying to figure it out. And I'm, but I'm, you know, this is years later. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. you popping your <laughs> yeah. So yeah. What, what was your next deal at, after that? Because you do the job, um, deal away. Do the, yeah. Do the job, deal away. Because made so much music okay, and so, everything. <laughs> true story. He did put an offer on the table. And I said, no. Because he wanted it started. It, so there was a bit of a bidding war that did happen. It ended up being between MCA, Diddy had paperwork on the table, and Def Jam. and then uh, it wasn't Def Jam. It nope. ended up being Ronald Isley, mm -hmm. who I met because of Puff. I, I was in the studio working on a track that he was doing for Aaliyah. Finished it. Um, I'm on my way out. He was on his way in. He was like, where you going? I'm like, home. I'm done. He's like, no, I need you to stay. I got something popping. Like, I'm like, okay, what you got? He said, the Isley Brothers. I'm like, dope. Mm -hmm. He was like, okay, so I need you to write it. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I said, well, when does it need to be done? He said, like, right now. I said, right now? He said, he's here. He's leaving his hotel on his way to the studio right now. I'm like, you have to be kidding me. You have to be kidding. He was like, no. And that so, was Diddy talking to you. So yeah. So big ups to New York traffic. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it took him about 45 minutes to get to the hotel, to the to the studio from the hotel, um, which was enough time for me to, to pin something. What song was Floating on Your Love. Wow. Their, their first one back. Wow. wow. So wow. so what deal did you take at that time? Because Diddy gave you off of the deal. Mm -hmm. You had Ron Isley off of the deal that already said he doesn't care what you weigh, what you look like. Your voice is amazing. And where did you decide to go from there? Um, I ended up being with Ronald. He had the least amount of money on the table. I know Puff was mad at you. Yeah, he wasn't too happy you, about that. The one. guy that I introduced you to, you signed with. He felt he felt a way about it. He, but I and I said to him, I said, I need you to understand. I'm I'm thinking like from business at this point. I told him, I said, Faith and I are not the same, but we are too similar. Mm. One of us is not going to make it here, mm -hmm. and she's already here, so I wouldn't assume that I would be the priority. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, Puff probably wanted all your publishing. That yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now don't move. We got more with Kelly Price when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Kelly Price. Charlamagne? I wanted to talk to you about 2020 because you, you did deal with a lot in 2020. You know, you lost your, your mom. My mother, your, your my grandfather. Condolences um, to you for that, by the way. Th thank you. I and appreciate it. I'm sure you're still um, in the process of, of healing. Mm -hmm. What does that process look like to you? Uh, the Grace Project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It ultimately was the thing that kept me, I feel like, from probably going over the edge at the end of the year. Mm. School friends, church friends, to the tune of about 15 or more people lost in my life last year. Did you even get to see your mom last year? No. Wow. In the casket. Wow, wow. When you um when you recorded the album was you know they always say sometimes when you're trying to stay busy it's a response to the trauma you're not dealing with did right. you actually want to work or was it a trauma response um a little of both but necessary necessary because Therapy. I had been in the house all year but yes it was a trauma response but that has always been my go-to mm -hmm. when I was a young kid I can remember just like finding a pad and a pencil and just doodling whatever was coming out of my head whatever was going on. Have you given yourself time to grieve? Not enough. Because following death are things that have to be done. Things that need to be put in place if they're not already in place. If there's not a directive left, then, you you know, the family's kind of stuck trying to put things together. 
And so I absolutely have not had enough time. to. And I feel that sometimes when I feel that day coming on, I, I allow myself to have that moment. Mm -hmm. the, the blows from last year, I think God will teach me how to live with them. I don't I, I have to honestly say being filled with faith. I don't know that those are things that you ever get over. Right. Mm -hmm. But you learn how to continue to live with them and process them. And eventually you get to a place where the thought of it doesn't make you cry. You can smile and go, dang, I miss them. No, please protect your mental health. That's yeah. what I would tell you. Oh, absolutely. You know I believe in God, but I got a therapist too. I, I do too. I do too. I, listen, I promise you, I think that God gave us doctors for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually got a referral very recently to go to somebody. Dope. Yeah. Dope. yeah. I, I remember when you first got divorced, you were saying how difficult it is dating because you had never really dated. No. no. So how is it now? It's been some years. Jesus, I don't like dating life in the 21st century. It's whack. And men are groupies too. They might be, you know, you Kelly Price. Whack. You don't know who oh wants you God. for you or just because you Kelly Price. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I'm off the market. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the market. Oh, thank you, God. I'm off the market. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, um, and happily so. A lot of young oh, yeah, you're engaged now, right? I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, it was, it, dating was icky. The very first date that I went on, I laugh at it now, but I was traumatized after that date. I thought the date went well. I got home. I went out to dinner, had great conversation, had a great glass of wine. I'm like, okay, it's cool. I drove my own car. I didn't want to get picked up. I don't mm -hmm. need you to know where I live in case you're crazy. Yet, right? mm -hmm. um, and like two hours after I got home, thing, I look in the phone and I'm like, whoa, really? He sent a penis picture? Oh, yes. Girl. Oh, yes. I was like. That must have been great. Oh, I was, <laughs> wait a second. No context, no nothing. No. It's all shaft and what is, Did you respond or say anything? I was like, like what? what? I was like, what the hell? What the hell? What did y'all talk about at dinner? Oh, you trying to blame I her? Had, no, I thought we had really good, grown, intelligent conversation. Now, did you reply at all? What the hell? Right. That's but that could be got? taken out of context, though. Like that could be like, what the hell? Is oh, the yeah, biggest yeah, thing no, I've ever seen. Like, what no, is no, it couldn't have been taken out that's of context reply, once though. they were blocked, though. Like, okay, I'm just, you. you know, who I was, does that? That's so I, no, that's crazy. <laughs> was it from the up angle or underneath? Come on, man. <laughs> what? Come on, man. Is he good been, at this? That's been about six years. <laughs> hey, give him some grace. <laughs> the grace, the grace was he didn't catch a tongue lash. <laughs> I'm talking about it, you know. <laughs> not that tongue, not that one. I could have, yeah, I could have picked my words better. <laughs> yeah. than that. You have a vocabulary, sweetie. Use it. So, yeah, can you finish your thought on 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 why this area doesn't give grace earlier? You, you got cut off a little bit. You know. I think that we are living in a time where everything is so right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. And if you can't get it, then this person can. And if this person can't, then that one can. And I think it's beyond microwave mentality. Mm -hmm. for, for I think the 2000s, early 2000s, 90s, whatever, that was microwave mentality. This is something else. This is like astro rocket juice. What like every the attention when you're talking about 15 second videos. Mm -hmm. And that's the height of somebody's day. Like, we want quick thrills. We have less of an attention span. Mm -hmm. We're becoming harder to please. We want more, 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 more. Dumb down. And I think it has everything to do with that. I think it has everything to do with people not learning that process is necessary. Mm -hmm. And so, in all fairness to them, God help them. They don't 
they don't extend grace to others, but they really don't know how to extend grace to themselves. Mm. When you look at people who have that kind of a mentality, there's also a lot of self-destructiveness mm. there too. Mm. And I realize that about myself. I can forgive somebody else. I had a hard time forgiving myself. Mm. When I really sat down and thought about, you could have did this differently, you could have did that differently. Like, the, like, your kids are grown now, but you're listening to them tell you how this affected them and why this and why that and why. You could have stopped that. That was a huge thing for me. Mm. To feel like in doing what I thought was the best for them. It wasn't? No. And and sits like literally at the center of the places where they question themselves, question relationships, have trust, you know, issues. I'm like, you could have you could have did something about that. Grace, forgiveness, it's as important for us to know how to be that to ourselves because you can't really do it for somebody else if you haven't practiced it. And people do tend to be hard on themselves. But we also live in a society where the beauty that we see being put in front of us doesn't even exist. To allow our culture to be infiltrated and then dictated to what our beauty is supposed to be, to watch our people deconstruct their bodies, to only go back and build it back up to be a not authentic version of what you were already given we let people get in our heads and tell us your lips are too thick your noses are too wide you know your booty is too big your this is too that and we drank the kool-aid mm. and now like we're watching song just now yeah that you could write now yeah. there's so many bars because yeah. it's just like you're right we're creating this unattainable bar of perfection Unrealistic. Yeah. you can't even get to that it's impossible mm -mm. but you got to get and then when you make mistakes we're not giving nobody any grace so it's just like how do you grow and evolve like my whole life yeah. I was taught about growth and evolution yes. the people I gravitated towards whether it's Malcolm X Maya Angelou whoever it was yes. cause they evolved and they grew and we saw it but yes. now it's like nope you're not allowed to make any mistakes I'm like how do you live like that yeah, that's not human that's why you gotta filter out the noise and at some point just silence everything learning how to be still and center yourself is one of the best things that anybody can do for themselves mm -hmm. And, I, and I'm not even saying this to try to be funny. Listen to all the voices in your head and right. figure out which one is telling you the right thing. Absolutely. Go ahead, Kelly yeah. Price. Kelly Price. Well, let's let's get into a record right now. Yes. What, what record do you want to play? I want to play. I want to thank you. Okay. Let's do it. Let's, let's get do into it. it right do now. It. I love well, it. We appreciate you for joining us. Thank you. I want to thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Know, yeah, we appreciate project, you so much. Thank you, Kelly. Very thank timely you for having me. Because we definitely need more grace, grace in this world. So thank you for coming and thank sharing you. your story. And I know somebody's going be inspired by I your testimony. So. I right. hope so. Well, it's Kelly Price. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Uh, it's me? Me? Huh. Donkey of the day goes to a Spring Hill, Florida man named Thomas Eugene Colucci. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and today is no exception. Now, there have been stories like Thomas before. 
But I have a different perception of these kinds of stories now that it's 2022. Okay, there has been things that have happened in our society uh, that make me give Thomas the credit he deserves for being stupid, but not really, just slightly stupid. See, Thomas is a meth head, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, in fact, in his own words, he's an experienced drug user, an experienced drug user. Okay, a master of meth, a professional crank connoisseur, a human with a high degree of knowledge uh, of speed. Yes, that is Thomas Eugene Colucci. So imagine his surprise when he went out and purchased some of that cotton candy and that meth didn't hit like it should have. Okay, it didn't produce the expected sensation he wanted. Nothing worse than when you go out and buy your drug of choice and it ain't hitting on nothing, man. Well, Thomas did what any savage ass speed user would do in that situation. He called the police. Yes, 911. We have an emergency, and the emergency is I ain't tweaking, and I want to tweak. Well, Thomas, maybe you were and didn't know it. Let's go to WFLA News Channel 8 for the report, please. 41-year-old Thomas Colucci called the Hernando County Sheriff's Office. Authorities say he told deputies he bought meth from a man he met at a bar. He said, all right, me and my car are coming over to give it to you. And, he, and I heard him laughing in the background. Colucci told authorities he was a, quote, experienced drug user who, quote, knew what it should feel like. And when I broke it up, it looked just like it. So I sniffed a little bit. And what I think I got was bath salt. Colucci then requests an unmarked squad car from the dispatcher. I don't want anybody to come in the house because okay. I'm really paranoid. These guys are plotting to kill me. Okay. Um, we, we can just... you just send an unmarked car so I could show him what he sold me? I really just want to show a police officer what he yeah. told me. I really don't want to get these guys arrested. I yeah. just want to come sure. know that if something happens to me. Authorities said Colucci handed them two bags of the drug. Field testing confirmed the presence of methamphetamine. Colucci was charged for possession of the drug and two counts of possession of drug paraphernalia. Thomas said his meth wasn't hitting on nothing. I'm not too sure about that. Right? Sounds like he was tweaking to me. He called the police because he did not want other people to purchase fake meth from the person who sold it to him. He wanted to put the person in trouble potentially selling dangerous drugs listen all of that sounds absolutely logical to me why because we live in the era of supervised drug use sites they have a lot of supervised drug inspection uh, injection sites okay which are medically supervised facilities designed to provide a hygienic environment in which people are able to consume uh, illicit recreational drugs and prevent deaths due to drug overdoses you hear about uh, all of these people dying of fentanyl Okay, fentanyl overdoses. They have fentanyl test scripts now. You remember we had Dr. Carl Hart up here and we were debating with him. I'm a person who feels like we should spend more money on resources to get folks clean as opposed to creating safe spaces for them to do drugs. But Dr. Carl Hart feels like we can have responsible adult drug usage. I would think calling the police to make sure my drugs are real and to report a drug dealer for potentially selling fake drugs is part of responsible adult drug usage. I read an article a week ago on ABC News about the first official safe injection site uh, here in America, located right in New York City. Okay, local officials are allowing legal drug use to make it less deadly. I know different states do different things, and there is no state like Florida. But is Thomas really wrong for being a responsible adult drug user? Is that even really a term? Because that sounds like an oxymoron to me to have responsible and drug uses in the same sentence. But they have these supervised consumption spaces. Remember about a month ago when they said the Biden administration was giving out crack pipes and the Democrats were so terrible at messaging they couldn't explain what they were actually doing? Wow. They were doing what a lot of these safe spaces 
for drugs were doing. It's called the Harm Reduction Grant Program, and they gave money to support community-based overdose prevention programs, okay, syringe service programs, and other harm reduction services. And part of the funding can be used to purchase supplies such as safe smoking kits, clean crack pipes, and overdose reversal medication. Same thing these safe spaces for drug use are doing at these um you know, sites, people bring their own drugs to the consumption rooms, and this safe space has syringes and alcohol wipes, straws for snorting, other paraphernalia, probably clean crack pipes, and most importantly, crucially, uh, most importantly, oxygen and uh, opioid overdose reversing drugs. See how easy I explain that, you dumbass Democrats? My God. The moral of the story is this, this, this energy, these new facilities y'all are opening all across the country are why people like Thomas feel like they can call the police and let them know it's bad meth in these streets. Okay, now the reason I will give Thomas Donkey today is because he should know better than to call the police. Okay, the police are there to arrest people for crimes. Until drugs like meth are decriminalized in this country, that's what's going to happen when you call the police. Now, I don't know if supervised consumption spaces exist in Florida. I guess not if the first one was just opened in New York. Duh. But if they did, that's where you should go, Thomas. Okay, not to the police. All right, an experienced meth user like yourself should know not to trust Popo. Now, look at you. Okay, this all arrested. All right, charges. All right. Also, because you was a person who decided to snitch as if you wasn't doing something wrong your damn self. Yes, the man sold it to you, but you bought it because you wanted to use it. You're both committing crimes in the eyes of the law. What if he called the police on you for using? Hi, Thomas. Please give Thomas Eugene Colucci the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. Now, should we play a game of guess what race it is, or is it too easy? Meth, Florida. I think that's easy. Okay. Envy, do you think it's easy? <sighs> or? Yeah. It's too easy. I still wanted to play, though. Nah, no, nah not when it's easy. Play. Not when it's easy. All right. All right. All right, well, thank you for that donkey mm-hmm. today. Don't move, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. 
along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Giovanna. Uh oh, what's the matter, Giovanna? Why you sound her. like you're whispering? I'm whispering because my college student is home. <laughs> okay, okay. And I don't want him to hear my question. Oh boy, mommy freaky. All right, let's go. Yeah, DJ NV, happy anniversary. My husband and I be celebrating 24 years of summer, too. Wow. Woo! Our 20s. Congrats so, to that. Yeah, same to you, same to you. My question is, I don't know how you deal with all those kids, but what to do now that these kids are home when you're trying to get freaky with your husband? Mm. <laughs> do you, you have know, any... Do you have any... why you sustain these long-term marriages because <laughs> y'all do all kinds of crazy stuff, you know? But we're trying to figure <laughs> it out. How many kids? Home. Just one, just one. But Okay, you know, he's home from college. He's, he's, he's graduated last year, thank goodness. But, you know, with everything going on, his grad plans didn't work out. He was supposed to relocate to California. He's home with us. We have a condo. And 
can't get down the way we usually get down, you know? Oh, so is there? Is he ever going outside? Is there some place like an outdoor space? Not right now, not right air? now. And we, you know, normally we we'll go to parks, but parks have been closed. We don't want to get arrested because he's essential. I own a catering mm-hmm. business, kind of, you know, in the, in, in the public eye. I, I don't want to be, you know, known for anything scandalous, but of course... Y'all be going now, to the know, parks getting freaky? Yes, I like this. Now, yes, no, no, no. She said... We have, we oh, have. No, hold on. <laughs> yes, they do. Not now. Not now. Not during this. Not now, this. of course. Everything is shut down. We try to be safe. As I said, my husband is, is, is essential. I own the catering business. Shout out to the small business owners. I fed the front line. Still doing my... What's the name of your catering guy. business? Let's plug that, too, while we're on here. Oh, thank you. Mama Signature Recipes. Mm, where okay. I'm in Cliffside Park, but I work out of a, a commercial kitchen in Inglewood. So Inglewood Hospital, Holy Name, Teaneck, Feed the Frontline. We're still doing more. So, but now, Giovanna, let me ask you this: Doesn't your son have to go to sleep at some point? Um, now that he's home, not really. I mean, come on, you know these older kids—they're on Facetime all hours of the night. You know, um, and and we're not quiet. You know what? You know what? I think it's fine. You need to have sex quietly. Quietly. Who yes, and that actually is really fun, but it doesn't normally happen, but it's actually very you know exciting when it's you know people might. My husband's louder than me, actually. Well, you're going wow, to you putting in that you're work. Gonna to, you're going to have to cover his mouth while you're doing it, but it's actually cover something really mouth. fun about trying to be quiet while you have sex, and that might just be something y'all going to have to do. Just be careful, quiet. It is exciting. That um, we're gonna try, Mama, Mama, Mama. Uh, can I be honest with you? Creative ideas, especially from DJ. What do you Ma- do with all those kids? We live in a condo. Well, but- first of all, first of so all, the kids go to room. sleep. The kids go to yeah. sleep, and then the older kids. The older one, exactly. But the oh, he knows what's going on. You don't think he having sex? She like, don't you know want him to hear that. Nobody want to hear their parents Thank having sex. Thank you, Angela. The kids don't want to hear that. Put a lock they on that door, that. and you and your hubby go in. He's not going to walk in. He's not walking listen, in. So don't worry about it. He'll put his headphones on, and he'll be in his the video head. games. Devonna, let me Boy. let me tell you what else you can do. Let me tell you what else you could do. Because you said the headboard. I'm glad you said that. Put a yes. sheet on the floor and have sex quietly on the floor. We have carpet on our under the floor under our bed, but uh, all right. Well, well, listen. Put a sheet on the floor. <laughs> put on some music. Put the TV on. Whatever you got to do. Mama, don't even worry about your son. You know, my daughter came into me. She came into my room the uh, the other morning. And was like, guys, <gasps> you know, I don't go to sleep at twelve o'clock, right? Exactly. You know, I hear everything that was going on. And, I, and you know what I said? I said, well, you know how you got here, right? And then she just walked out. It is what it is. My daughter's 18. Your son is, he graduated college. He got to be in his 20s. He understands. But listen, I just want to, I just want to say, you just need to make a fun game out of it. Put that sheet on the floor to him. All right, we got to be quiet. Turn on some music kind of low and just have sex slowly and quietly. He's a grown ass boy, mama. He's in you your house. He's old enough now. You and hubby get freaky. He's after the two. He doesn't want to see his mother's face. His father will come out smiling, but he doesn't want to see me come down and make his avocado toast after I didn't... Avocado him. toast. <laughs> well, I hope you would wash your hands, at least. Yeah, All yeah, kind of... Wash your hands. Hands. Oh, my God. Washing my hands and everything, but... Okay, we'll try the sheet on the floor. Thank no, you. No, Mama, get yes. your freaky ass Emmy, on. This is Who ask ye, Emmy, Emmy, this is ask ye. She wanted advice, and my Thank advice you, is Emmy. have some fun with it. It's a different time. Yeah, it's you, a different era. She don't want her son to hear. Put that sheet on the floor and have fun sex. trying to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Quarantine sex, maintaining the long-term marriages. You got to do what you got to do. Mama, I haven't and worked out the bed time, thing every yet. Time, 
And every time he makes a, a little noise with his mouth and he starts getting too loud, just cover his mouth and be like, hey, you gotta be quiet. Mama, nah. And let me ask you a question. When you find out what it's to do with the bed, help me out with the bed because I haven't figured that out yet. My bed be squeaking. We haven't no. figured that out, man. We haven't figured. We no. use WD-40. Got we got the purple put... mattress and everything and it's still... It's still mine it's too. The mattress. What the hell is you the purple a, mattress? Do you have a... He's loud. It's a label. It's a type of mattress. Do you have an um, air mattress? No, we don't have no. Please, we would bust an air mattress. We tried that back in the nineties. Okay, she tried to play you, Angela. You just tried to play you, mom. She's gonna tell you she got an air mattress. You a grown ass woman? She tried to play you like you some little young guy with an air mattress. Wow! I have a. I actually have an air mattress as a spare mattress in my house in case I have company, and I'm like, okay, here's an air mattress. So sometimes people come and spend the night. You can blow up. You can like use the air mattress. In the 80s. No, I don't know if that's going to work. We gonna and it's a, actually, it's a, it's a pillow top air mattress, and it's very air, nice. Yeah, and I my goddaughter. It's late automatically. Yeah, I have that for guests, but I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. Mama, go in. Don't worry about him. We're going to go. Okay, I'm going to take your advice. Go in. He knows. He understands. I know, you know, I know you know, DJ MV. Long-term marriage, you got to do what you got to do. That's right. right. Sometimes you got to stick. Now, kids or not. That's right. Or stick kids your face out the window. Let, let hubby hit it from the back. And that way, if you yell, it's outside. You go in. You get Black. freaky. It's- then my neighbors, I've already had notices under my door from my neighbors. That's the last thing I need is for them to see my <laughs> hanging out the window now, too. <laughs> now. <laughs> Why are you so right, long well, and hanging out the window? Because <laughs> <laughs> not long, but, you know, they stick my face out the window. That's going to come next. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, have fun with it. Get on that floor and have some fun. <sighs> Thank Good you. Luck, Mama. And sustain these long, long-term marriages. We out here doing it too. There you go. Black love. Black right, love. And- Black love. Don't do your don't do your catering straight from doing what you do with your husband. Just make sure you wash your hands, shower. We don't want any extra. That food had more love in it, boy. All right, thank you, Mama. All right, eight hundred five. That ain't that ain't love. <laughs> and that ain't that ain't cream either. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Nicole. Hey, Nicole. What's your question for Yeezy? Um, so the situation is, um, I've been in a relationship for maybe like seventeen years. In terms of my relationship, we had like different sexual interests. And um, I thought I'm like a doctor matrix. I really I like control in the bedroom. And um, he seemed like he was into it. I like to turn them out, but I don't really like when they're into it. So I've been noticing more and more where they are. Um, he is like hooking his booty out or it's like hanging. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of not interested in, the, in it no more. So I want to know. How do I bring up the conversation with him without hurting his feelings or demasculating him? Thinking so, that so wait, let me. Else is wrong. So Sorry. the problem is that you're a dominatrix, right? But he's enjoying yeah. it too much. I want to say yes. That is the problem. Okay, you want and him. You want him to be like anymore. It's like, are you really now like interested in that, or you know? Okay, so in the beginning, he wasn't enjoying it. 
No, he was, I, I like, like I said, I like to turn him out. So he was like, heck no, stay away from that area. What do you think this is? Kind of like. Okay, so you mean with Ano, like putting something in his. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, first of all, you said the goal is to turn someone out. It worked. <laughs> yeah, it did. So now that so, you turned him out, you're bored. But the thing is, we are like partners. And I don't know if this is going to mess up our actual relationship well as a dominatrix maybe you need to find something else to do to him next to turn him out on elaborate <laughs> i mean okay look what other things do you do as a dominatrix in this relationship because i guess the dynamic now is messed up right as a dominatrix mm -hmm. he's supposed to be like no i don't want that i don't like that he's resistant but now he's like yes bring it do it to me peg me Yes, and like I said, for that, <laughs> to, to I noticed that he took his booty out before I'm ready to actually take it, and I'm like, mm. right now this is down. now wow. this feels like something we both enjoy, and it wasn't supposed to be like that. It's so wrong. So are there are there other things that you do to him in in that situation, that relationship? To uh, you know, maybe there's something else you could do where you're stepping on him with the high heels, maybe a little light whooping, anything like that. Yeah, we we do a little role plays of, you know, I want to say sleep and, or patient. We do like little role plays, but like I said, it's just more of now. Mm, 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 like, mm, if we regular mm. doing regular sex, he's ready to chew his fishy out. Oh, so okay. Wrong, what if you use a bigger dildo? What are I we think. talking about? This is so I wrong. <laughs> Why is it wrong? Men do not let women play in your butt unless they're willing to make a real commitment to you. Okay? Yeah, I mean, he gave you the butt, and now all of a sudden now, it's too far. Guys, this is, this is bad. Z, okay? Yes. <laughs> are they the, they're not married, right? Actually, we are married. What? <laughs> he gave you his butt, and now you're saying it's too much? <laughs> you mad because you turned me out because I like it? You know, the, but the problem is that you did turn him out and got him to like something that he was resistant to at first, and now you don't like it anymore. So, I mean, what can you do? It's, it worked. Oh, take that man, mama. Give some suggestions. If not, like, I'm, I'm really feel like I'm in a hard place because I don't want to say to him, I don't want to do it anymore. And like I said, I'm the one that started right, this yeah. whole but um, but, but. <laughs> Ooh, maybe you could do maybe you could do the opposite now right and torture him by not doing it oh man <sighs> what you don't do to another man's butt somebody else will <laughs> somebody else will <laughs> uh, exactly. was just I mean is it is it that you don't want to peg him anymore at all correct what if he acted this like he doesn't so what if he acted like he doesn't like it now moving forward and you let him should I ask him to, like, resist a little bit more? Yeah, tell him. Like, tell him, like, look, the dynamics of what this was is not what it is now, and this is what I need you to do for me to feel turned on. Mm. He yeah, might actually enjoy that, too. That's not fair, Mama. If he likes something, and now all of a sudden y'all supposed to be a couple, y'all supposed to enjoy each other. Well, she's not enjoying it. But he is. You right, know but he, he might enjoy also doing the role-playing of acting like this is his first time doing it. He didn't want to do it in the you, first place. You know why? He, 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 he broke down for her to do it, and now when he actually likes it... If he wants like, it, he might have to play along. You know why a lot of men don't like butt play? Because they feel like it makes them feel like less of a man, right? It makes them feel like... A, a sucker Tell right us. so so now yeah. I've been vulnerable with you you turned me out mm. and now you're telling me to stop acting like a bitch well guess who turned me into one <laughs> tell us how you feel <laughs> I'm just saying anyway have you communicated any of this to him 
um, slight hints, but not very direct saying, you know, this is how I feel at this current moment. How can we make a change? Well, be direct. You're a dominatrix. Be direct, okay? And tell him, look, this ain't fun for me no more. Before it was a resistance situation, you ain't want it. Now you tooting it up. Toot that thing up, daddy, make it roll. <laughs> what if I'm not seeing it like in our regular household situation? Like it seems like I have to take control of everything, and it's like is that from the the way of our bedroom mm. action is? And now it's like I don't want to call him bitching out because that's I don't want to downplay who he is. He's far from a, um, a female dog, but like he's very now soft or he's not taking control. As a, I think a man in the household. This is so wrong. Be. So okay, he might think this is what you want, and if you haven't communicated mm-hmm. that you don't like it, he might think this is the dynamic that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, Char- Charlamagne did say something real true. What you don't do, somebody else will Stop do. Stop it, guys. It's the truth. You turned him on to it, so he likes Listen, it. Listen, enjoys it. You need to let him know that this is not working for you, and this is not what your intention was, so he can take charge in certain situations again. This is why men don't open up our hearts or our butts to people. Because of situations like this, all right. But the main thing is that you're not telling him right what now. it what it is that you need. You gotta let him know. But she wanted it at first, and he didn't want to do it at first, and then he finally opened up and did it. And it got turned out. Envy, and now you and your assless like chaps just be quiet. Like, Why are you doing that? That's foul. <laughs> all right, so listen, talk to him, okay? I'm sorry. You gotta now. work through this. You I, you begged to play in my butt. I let you play in my butt. Now I'm, you looking at me like I'm soft. Let's just keep that. <laughs> this is crazy. This, this is this is so crazy. Okay. This is, this is toxic femininity. What's his number? We need to call him. No, stop it. This is toxic oh femininity. God, I don't think I want to put him on the spot. Yeah, don't do it. All right. All right. You, this is toxic femininity. Ashley, we have no problem answering any questions. That's okay? foul. He this opened is foul. Up, he opened up for her. He finally, he enjoys it now, and now she's just going to take it back. This sounded too personal, Y'all say y'all can't get men to communicate. Right. We open up. Then y'all tell us y'all don't like what we say. You say we don't share our emotions. We open up our hearts. Y'all break our hearts. Y'all say y'all we don't want like butt play. We open our butts. Now, look. You take it back. You guys have been too into ask you these past couple of days. This is crazy. This is foul. Yeah, this is crazy. This is foul. These toxic women that are calling this radio station. We need to protest. (laughs) (laughs) Ask you. I'm gonna get a butt hat. I'm gonna get a butt cheek hat. (laughs) 800-585-1051 is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's that time again! Ask Charlemagne and DJ Envy anything. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. It's time to ask CNE. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask C&E. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can hit us right now. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Kendra. Hey, Kendra, good morning. What's your question for C&E? Hey, it's Kendra. I actually have a question for you, Envy. Yes, I'm here in North Carolina, and I'm wanting to get in a flipping house, but I don't know where to start. Okay, well, first of all, how's your credit? Is your credit good? That's the most important thing. And then now you have to find uh, the property. Uh, there's a couple of websites that I use across the country. One is auction.com. Okay. And the other one is hubzoo.com. Now, those are uh, two websites I have no affiliation with, so I don't get no pay for it or nothing. These are just the websites I actually use. Uh, those are the websites I use to find uh, properties that are usually being auctioned off that you can get at a, a great price, way under market value. And that's where you should look first. And you should uh, look at the comps in the area and see what those properties are worth. 
when you uh, look at those properties, you should take somebody with you to see how much those properties will cost to fix up. See what's wrong with the property if it needs a new roof, if it needs electric, if it needs plumbing, if it needs flooring, if it needs siding, if it needs whatever it may be. And then make your... Um, your analysis from there. So, if that property's five hundred and needs a hundred thousand dollars worth of work, that's six hundred thousand, but it's worth eight hundred thousand. That's a good flip. Okay, I want to follow your partner on Facebook and Instagram, and I want to attend one of your seminars. But I'm working on that. That's my next goal. So yeah. seminar, so. That that would be a good one because during the seminar there's so many people there that like do finance and we uh, a lot of times we have the people from those sites actually come. So auction.com tells you how to navigate through their site to buy the actual properties. We have hard money lenders, we have financial people there to tell you how you can get the loans and help you get those loans. So it's a, it's a really good seminar. You should definitely check it out if you have a chance. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. And, and just continue to follow me and Caesar because we're going to do some courses online because we can't make it to all these cities. We just got so much going on where we can help people online. And we just want to see our own people just, you know, continue to purchase land and property. Yeah, I'm trying to build generational wealth. So. There you go. <laughs> all right, Mama. Thank you. Hello. Who's this? This is Couture Nail Design. Hey, Couture um, Nail Design. I have a question. I have a question for you, Envy. Yes. Why are you so insecure in your masculinity that you won't let ye play a me a ye mix when you're not there? Yet so you Good great question. Great question, Queen. Um, I'm not insecure in my masculinity. Ye was allowed to do mixes a long time ago, but I believe they said she was trash, so they didn't want her to that do it. That never happened. No, you are such a liar. Oh, but, but that, that <laughs> was a problem. I mean, the music that was out at the time, not the pre-programmed stuff you got going on. Well, I, I don't play the music during the, the show, man. But if if you know if if Ye's mix wasn't trash, they would have invited her to play it's not again. Trash. It is. I bump more to the Ye mix than I do to your mix. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you should start a um an Instagram page and and try. I don't know, but that's what they told me. They told me that they told me that the mix was trash, and they said they said that because the mix was so trash, they didn't they didn't want her back. I'm sorry. You said you gonna see her on Reddit. That was you. You were being shady. I'm not being shady, but you have a good morning though. I love you. Whatever. Send her healing energy. I send you healing energy, mama. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is um, P. Oh boy, fake name. What's your question for CNE? <laughs> I just had a question. Um, how do you deal with like trusting someone after like them cheating? You know, you have a baby together. Oh, that's not on you. That's on him. You know what I mean? The best apology is change behavior. Like he has to regain your trust. You know what I mean? Like that's not that's not something you gotta force yourself to do. Yeah, and it takes time. Don't 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 let him force you to be like, oh, you gotta you forgave me, so you gotta no no no. It takes time. Whenever you're comfortable, whenever you feel okay, that's when you feel okay. Like Charlemagne said, it ain't about telling me; it's about showing me. And are you open? Are you open to trusting him again? I am definitely open to trusting him again. It's just like the fact, like feeling like depressed and like feeling betrayed by someone. All good feelings, not good feelings, but all natural feelings to have. Absolutely. All you got to do is remain open to trusting him, and he has to regain your trust by changing his behavior, and that's just going to come over time. Just like you knew he was cheating, just like your sixth sense, that woman's sense, intuition knew he was cheating, you're going to know when he's doing right. And that, that makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> and, and if you're still uncomfortable, every once in a while, do a phone check. Phone check, Nick. Give me a phone. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Nani. Hey, Nani. What's your question for C&E? 
So I just found out my husband was uh, texting really like explicit text with a coworker. I'm a month pregnant and um, I've been going through a lot of like miscarriage scares. So this whole time I'm like, why would you think it's okay for you to be doing these things when we are going through like some hard at home, like we could lose the baby. And every time I bring it up to him, he kind of just like, just get over it, you know, let's move on. Um, I didn't do nothing with this messages, but like, you work with this girl and I've asked you multiple times to like contact her in front of me and tell her like, it's over, you know, like I don't want to have nothing to do with you, but he won't do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I think it's very disrespectful the fact that you're pregnant and uh, he continues to text this girl. I know it has to be difficult for you because every day he goes to work, you have to think about your, your husband seeing this other woman that he's been texting explicitly. And it's not a matter of just get over it and it'll go away. No, it's not that. You put that, you keep that pressure on that man's neck. The fact that he has been doing it is very disrespectful. Uh, your husband is a boy. We've all had our boy opportunities and our boy aspects of our lives, but he has to grow up and understand he has responsibilities. He has a wife at home that's pregnant, and he should be taking care of home, making sure that, you know, that life that you're building, that you're completely stress-free. Yo, 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 queen, get a fire, queen. Queen, <laughs> get a fire, queen. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you got a creative mind. You can make something up and get a little message to the boss. You know what I'm saying? Get her fired. But you know, that's her livelihood. I can't. Yes, I have a good job. Oh, you care about her livelihood? Does she care about your livelihood? She ain't thinking about you. She ain't thinking about your life, your livelihood, the life in your belly. Nothing. Get her fired, queen. All right. Goodness gracious. Good uh, or, 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 or let her know. I'm going to get you fired if you don't leave my man alone. Yeah, you might have to embarrass her. You might have to embarrass her. Straight up. Maybe, yeah. maybe an anonymous Facebook post. I know what's going on at the job. Y'all better leave my man alone before I start naming names. Or, or you could do it right now if you want. <laughs> No, don't do it now. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. Have a good one. What kind of advice is that? Don't forget a fight. All right, do it now. Don't do it now. No, don't do it now. Think about it. Think Pray on it. it. My goodness. All right. Well, that's as C and E. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. During Mattress Firm's Dream Summer Sale, you can get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price and save up to seven hundred dollars. Plus, get it for your adjustable base. Visit a store near you or mattressfirm.com and unjunk your sleep today. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Positive note is simply this. Man, I love this so much because, you know, I be liking to send people healing energy even if they uh, wish me the opposite. But you're hoping I fall down. I am praying you get on your feet. That's why we are not the same. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. 
But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.